0: Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, bat, Brett Boone. Turn into to, and this is, let, let me set this up. In my years, uh, the second half of my career, and, and I was hitting more home runs and, and uh, I was never a big base stealer. I think my best year, I think I stole 16 bases. Mm-hmm. Wasn't kind of in my repertoire, you know. Yeah. Nothing really, nothing in this game, oh Joe, made me nervous until I got to first base and I have the <laughs> "you must steal" sign. Cause it's like, no, at least give me an option when you I get an
1: option, right? <laughs> right. That wasn't
0: that just wasn't my thing. But I'll tell you what, as I went on my, on my career and, and I had some big years. I really had an appreciation for for the base stealing. You were a 30, 30, 30 guy three times. Yeah. And if you would ask me as a young player, 30, yeah, big deal. You got to steal bases. You know, I want to hit home runs. But the years that I was out there and and hitting, you know, 30 plus man, stealing 16 bases. I was like, I'm really tired. I'm (laughs) out of these bases all the time. Now I got to steal bases. So I had a newfound appreciation for for hitting that many home runs the combination which i yeah. as a young player i didn't have that appreciation for it i think probably the best of our time i don't know if you think about it as far as the 30 30 was an eric davis in his yeah. prime i looked at him he stole like 79 bases and hit yeah. 39 home. oh it's it's unbelievable you know yeah. and then you go to the 40 40 club canseco was the first to do it but it really is uh an amazing thing talk about your thought process going in was that something for you you knew you were capable obviously of doing it but is it something when the season started we all have our markers i always thought uh you know back in our day it was 300 it was 20 plus home runs it was 100 rbis those are all benchmarks but for you did you start the season go i want to get 30 bags this year or or did it just kind of organically happen
1: so to, to go back to the beginning um Briefly, just to touch on it, that was one of the things about Davey that was so good is like Sparky would never let me run on my own. And Davey was like, hey, you're on your own until I tell you not to go. Right. So, but but, it, but prior to that, like in the minor leagues and stuff and high school and everything, Juco, um, base stealing was really my passion. That's something I, I wanted to steal bases more than I wanted homers. Homers were, to me, You know, I, and I tell this to kids when I teach, you know, home runs are line drives. You just miss. Right. And if you can think about it like that, then it's going to make you a better hitter. But if I'm trying to go for the elevation, you know, the pull or whatever, then I'm not going to be a very good hitter. I'm not gonna be on base much. And I remember when I was a kid reading baseball digest and I forgot who it was said, it might've been Ricky Henderson said, if they're going to walk me, I'm going to make them pay. And right then I'm like, yes, I want to, that's what I want to do. I want to be that guy. So I love running and I made a science out of it. I worked on it like crazy, being successful. The rate was important for me. I wasn't going to be the guy that steals 30, gets thrown out 30 times. That ain't good enough. I was going to be a 30 and a, you know, a 10 law, maybe something like that. But I was going to, that's, that's, that was my, that was my passion. Whenever I got in trouble offensively, I was not afraid to take the walk or drop a bunt down, get on base, try to steal and get and score a run. If you could score a run or drive in a run, at the end of the year, you're going to be a valuable player. And so that's all I wanted to do was get on base, score a run, or drive in a run, either one. And so to me, getting on base was much easier and perfecting that. And so, boom, I just took it from there. I mean, Davey, Davey let me go, and um, you know, I got the opportunity with that to throw – when I my first 30, 30 and 87, that winter, the winter prior after the World Series and Ray Knight had signed was not coming back. Um, the media was asking me, they're going, "So what are you? What are your expectations next year?" And I'm going, "Well, I think I could steal 20 and hit 20. You know that that's a reasonable goal." They're like, well, why do you think you could do that?" Well, because my at bats are going to double, and I stole 10, I hit 10, so I figure oh, I could probably hit 20. And I got to that like in August and I was like, dang it. And then people were talking about 30, 30. I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know what 2020 was. I just knew that I could do those things. And so boom, that's how it happened. Booney just, it happened. And then going in, anytime I started thinking about the home runs are always the hardest one. Stealing the bases were, was, was a challenge, but it was a welcome challenge because I, it was just easier for me to do so and, I don't know, hitting, hitting, you're kind of still at the mercy of the pitcher in a way. You know, if they don't give you pitches to hit home runs with, you're not going to hit them. So I made them pay when they walked me. That was, my, that was my goal all the time.
0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. I think you 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 bring up the point about Davey giving you the green light. Yeah, that's the only way. And and you being a base stealer. That's the only way you can steal base. You can't be told Yeah, to steal. You, you can't be told. And by, and by, you were talking about percentage wise. If if you don't have a good percentage, that skipper will take away that green light. he Will tell you. <laughs> and I love your point about the home run thing. You know, I mentioned the the markers we have. 300 in our day, 320, yeah. 25, and 100. Those are all like places you get to and now you know you're doing something but you're right the home run factor in there for me as well i never went into a season say "Ah, i gotta hit 30 this year i start thinking like that i'm not gonna have a good year you know Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna have a good year and i worry about the one thing you know there's so many different nuances about the game today versus 20 30 years ago some i really like some i don't like you know i know power is at a premium today everybody's talking about hitting the ball over the wall launch angles and i talk to young players everybody's not built to hit home runs people don't understand that there's a lot of great players that have left their mark on this game that weren't home run hitters and now all of a sudden are we missing those guys from from seeing those guys play um and it's sad to me because i think it's not about the home run i said a home run comes from good at bats Yep. and and i'll tell the young players here i'll say i'll take i'll guarantee you one thing if you go up and consistently have good at bats in the big leagues you will be in the lineup and the 100%. home runs will come but if you think home run first you're in big trouble we've i'm sure you've tried it before i've tried it many times as a uh, young player oh i got a three1 count i'm in a good situation i'm in a ballpark that lends itself to my power i'm re- how many times did i hit one maybe if i tried to do it 200 times I might've done it once. So it doesn't work. And and that's what I worry about today is there's such an emphasis on power because it doesn't matter how big and strong you are. Uh, That's not what a home run, home run hitters have. They have something, the ability to get the ball up and hit home runs. It's kind of in you. It's like a guy on the tee box. Some guys can rip the ball off the tee and some guys can't rip the ball off the tee and it has nothing to do with how much you can bench. And yeah. so I, would love to see them get away from that and, and good a B's first good a B's create home runs. I never hit, had a year. And this is just for me, my, my, my experience. I never had a year where I hit a ton of home runs and, and had a bad year, but yeah. I had a lot of years where I had bad years and I didn't hit any home runs yeah. or, or, or very few. Because the home runs came of a result of good at bats. So, it's a
1: result anyway, of yes. I'll get, exactly right.
0: soap, I'll get off my soapbox. I'll get off my
1: soapbox. No, that. dude, uh, I like I, mean, I, I like hearing it.
0: I mean, I I look at your your Mets years. I mean, you had some big years. 36, 24, 36, 38, uh homers and 32, 23, 41 bags in, in 89. Oh, uh, 34 and 30. I mean, it's we, we mentioned at the top of the show, June 3rd, you're going into the uh the hall of fame. I'm thinking after going through your numbers, I'm like, why is it wait? Why has it been 29 years? It took a (laughs) long time to get them (laughs) to get them in. Before I let you go. I want to talk about what it meant for you being a Met, especially in the heyday in the, in the eighties playing in that city dealing with the New York media. And a last part of that question is back then that was before interleague play started. So you didn't play the game. You no. didn't play the Yankees. Was there a rivalry, or or kind of as we are as players? Yeah, the the media and the city likes to make it a rivalry, but as players, we don't really give a crap.
1: Well, there there's definitely definitely was a rivalry. Uh, we didn't play the Yankees hardly at all, even in spring training. It's one of those things that ownership just never did. As far as like being a Met, I, I felt it incredibly fortunate to be to be a Met when I was with the Tigers and. You know, Sparky was the way he was, and I felt like I wasn't being it left, I wasn't getting an opportunity to grow. Although it doesn't mean I wouldn't do it his way. I would, I would. I would do it Sparky's way. But I just felt like something was missing, you know, and you know that feeling, you're just like, man, mm-hmm. something's just not right. And so, you know, getting a chance to go to New York, and then all of a sudden everything the skies lifted. It was like, okay, it's a sunny day out now. I get to go to the National League, where, where I've always been a fan of the National League because Pitchers were very aggressive. Uh, hitters were on base. They were running. It was astroturf. There was all kinds of cool stuff, you know. The ballparks were newer, and that's just, it Was it attracted me. And so when I finally got a chance to get over there, it was, it was a dream come true, first of all. And I was in the perfect situation. And it took me a couple of years to kind of get, get everything, like, squared away, like, you know, becoming a good player. I was still a platoon player, a role player. And it just culminated, you know, in 90, 91 was my last good season. And when I stole bases, I always went head first and just physically, it just took its toll on me. And so I ended up basically retiring after, after the 95 year. I, I was 34 years old. I just couldn't, couldn't do it anymore to that level. And so I'm very fortunate to be a part of that organization and they get a chance to coach there and see some really great players come up and have a hand in them and, I'm just, I'm just thrilled. So I feel very blessed. Um, you know, you never know what's going to happen, you know, things you could be in a bad situation, but you never know what's going to happen the next day or what phone call you're going to get or what door is going to, you know, be someone's going to be knocking. So that, that was, that was the thing I learned. And and so everything changed for me after that.
0: Tell me again in the audience listening, um, where your facility is and how, yeah. how they, how they can access that.
1: So I'm in Florida right now, but I I spend the summer in Nashville. Uh, Showtime Sports Academy, it's in Franklin, Tennessee, just a suburb of Nashville. Uh, we have a bunch of cages in there. We've got a couple smaller fields in there. Uh, we have we have travel program in there. It's 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 a blast. We teach. We do everything we we can. We've got analytics cage in there. We've got a lot of stuff for people. So if people want to come in and get better, we're, we're we'll help you. And that's that's what we we've had it for about about five, five years now. And it's gone real well. My son does an incredible job uh, running that place and teaching and all of our coaches, you know, they are our guys, we love them and they're part of the family and we're grateful for the people that do come in there.
0: Very cool. And uh, once again, congrats, man. June 3rd for you listening. uh, Hojo Howard Johnson going, (laughs) going into the Mets hall of fame. Uh, well deserved. Like I said, after looking at your numbers in New York, I'm thinking why did it take 29 years to go in? But you're going in. You're going in with Gary Cohen, Al Lighter, and and Howie Rose. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, that is awesome. And uh Thanks, Bojo. Me. I appreciate you coming on the program, catching up. Uh, cool to see you, and all and, the best. All the and, best.
1: And you know what? Congrats to you because you being the. Th- is there another boon after you?
0: I've got a son. Uh, okay, play, there you go. Play, playing minor league baseball in Chicago. So I told him, I said, no pressure, but don't, don't screw it up, would you?
1: Well, I think it's unbelievable the fact that you accomplished what you did. Your brother was good, but you came up. And like I said, that first game or his first series, whatever, you, you know, walk off the right center. I'm thinking, man, that guy's going to be a good hitter. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, I used to love Bob Boone. I was kind of a Phillies fan when I was a kid because I was in Clearwater. Right. I, a clear, a clear, back there.
0: I mean, you mentioned Clearwater and I thought, you know, that right in my mind, it goes to yeah. great, great you memories. Oh, I was a little kid and I got to back then yeah. mom would take me out of school for, for six weeks. I'd have a tutor down in Clearwater and all I did was get my, get my work done. So I go to the ballpark with dad, That's it. Clearwater. I got nothing <laughs> but great memories about down there. And,
1: oh and, my uh, gosh,
0: very cool. Congrats. Hojo. Thanks right, for coming on. And, uh, For all you out there listening to the Boone Podcast, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.